Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. Hi, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip which comes straight from the YouTube live streams, which you guys can check out every, well, I shouldn't say every, most Fridays over on YouTube at The Bowl. You guys got questions on dating, social dynamics, or relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, I got you covered. Now, if you would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics each and every Friday, well, I got you covered there as well. Every Friday, I hit that Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter, which just goes out to my hardcores and I include anything in the world of social dynamics that I feel like you guys need to know a little bit more about, a whole bunch of exclusives, insights, things that I'm dealing with in in, in this world, in this world of 10,000 things, cool shit, training, nutrition, uh, music, updates, the resources of wisdom. Y- you don't want to be missing out on this free piece of content. So, bodoja.com, put your email in and you'll receive a confirmation email in your inbox. Hit yes on that. If you haven't received it, just check your spam or your junk folder or promotions in Gmail should be there 3 20 p.m every single friday and of course this episode is brought to you by bulldojo.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the crash course to kick ass day game just get your day game sorted it's a quick action guide to get you out there to act as your reference your guide your mentor it is not meant to be used as an armchair theorizer you are meant to go out there and complete a 30-day challenge in tandem with it and it's just going to help you to progress much further also, by the way, if you do purchase the ebook, make sure you check your inbox within 24 hours afterwards because I pretty much personally message everyone who gets the toolbox with a few extra tips. Next up is the one-on-one Skype coaching. If you want to go a level deeper, this is where we can work on your limiting beliefs, create action plans in your life to get you moving forward, whether it be within dating, physical, mental, purpose, whatever side of the temple you want to angle off of me with, I'm going to be there to help you. Of course, there are the deeper level packages, which is what I refer to as the bowl inside. For my clients that are on the bowl inside, they get access to two things that outsiders don't, which is number one, priority messaging. Within 24 hours, you can message me on WhatsApp and I'm gonna respond to you outside of Australian weekends through my private number. Also, priority session booking. So you're not gonna be worried about having to book your sessions in and have to wait for like two to four weeks. People on the bowl inside get top priority. So with those two extra perks, you gotta be on a package. So all you have to do is hit up boldojo.com. You can see that in the Skype coaching section. There's more details there and we can work out what's gonna suit you best. And taking you to the deepest level of all, the Day Game Foundations Boot Camps. This is for those of you that are looking to take control of your lives, to achieve the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see and attract a beautiful woman anywhere you are and know that you have the confidence to handle that interaction from open qualification investment, close, bring the best of your 50 and just really bust through all the things that have been holding you back sexually or socially speaking. As of recording this, we're currently in February right now. There's a couple good months left in Australia. So if you're around the world, if you're in Australia, hit up me up for inquiries within Australia. Otherwise, you got June, July, August, the uh, other side of the world, summer. We're currently scheduling and planning for that. So if you'd like me to come to your city, whether it be in London, New York, uh, potentially Canada, you know, anywhere around Europe or the US, just send me a message at bulldojo.com in the bootcamp section and we can dive a little bit deeper into that and get more information on it. But please, serious inquiries only. 
And please know that I don't just take absolutely anyone. I will grill you. I will vet you to make sure that you are in the right mental place to undertake what goes on in these boot camps. Now, with all that being said, if you guys would like to support this channel, support this podcast and just keep it going, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, just my full name. Or you can also donate directly through the website, which is just bodojo.com. And in the podcast section at the top, there's a donate, which just goes straight through the website as if you were to, you know, get an ebook or guest carb coaching. So you can donate directly through there as well. And anything that you guys do donate is extremely appreciated and just goes back to everything that I do here at The Bowl. So thank you very much to all of you. And with all the formalities out of the way, let's dive straight into this podcast. Social Q&A, baby. Let's go. T says, I just feel that the pickup way of dealing with the problem of neediness by meeting a lot of girls and not getting individually needy for each one because you have different options, I feel like for me, it's not solving the problem. Because at the end of the day, if I really like a girl and want a long-term relationship, I've got to let go of those options anyway. That's that seeming I'm working with. Hold on. No, I didn't write that correctly. Cut that bit. I'm just working with this is basically what I was trying to say is that I'm working with this and I'm going more internal and doing more work on my beliefs and meditation and doing my solitary work. Not that I am. And of course that I'm interested in your take on that. So I, sorry guys, that was a little bit broken up because I was, his, I was trying to transcribe his, the way he was like voicing it, but you know, when you're voicing things, things aren't often grammatically correct. So uh, basically what he's telling me here is that he's unsatisfied with Pickup's way of dealing with neediness, that he's unhappy with how the the main message that guys in cold approach and Pickup espouse is that, well, you need to go and have a lot of relationships, a lot of different women. And that doesn't seem to, in his words, solve the problem of that he eventually wants to get into a long-term monogamous relationship. And so it seems to, I guess in his mind, it seems like a bit of a roundabout, non-consequential method. That it's like, how is this going to translate into his eventualized desired relationship sexually, which is just to be with one girl? How does that translate? And he sees that, that and but his phrasing when he said that it doesn't seem to address the problem or it doesn't seem to solve the problem, that is the problem with his question, which is what I will address. And he's just very interested in my take on that. And he was also very humble in saying that he is doing more work internally on his beliefs with the meditation and just wants my take on this. So what he has confused here is that well, there's two things. There's obviously the thing that I want to go very deep on, which is how it is most necessary that if you want to get into a long-term relationship, aka closed and locked, that you must in fact go into many multiple open and freeze before that. That is most necessary. I'm going to park that for now and explain that why later. But to his actual question, why he's getting confused about this, is that maybe he's listening to other coaches and maybe they're confusing the message for him. Okay, I'll put that. Maybe that's a potential. But the way that I see it to Mr. T is that what you seem to have confused here or not quite fully understood is this idea of knowing yourself. And that we don't get into casual relationships, open and free, and multiple of them, 
just for the sake of doing it. And I know that he, in his message there, addresses the fact that, well, it is some way of alleviating that neediness if you can, with at least individually, with each individual girl, as he said in his words, not get needy for each individual one. But that's, but it's almost like he gets that part of it, but then he doesn't quite get how that translates to your long-term monogamous relationship. But my friend, Mr. T, that is, it is the translation. It is the direct route. Because I've said this since the beginning of time. Everyone's got a big set of balls until they get in front of their 10. And if you have this arrogance in thinking that I'm good, I'm fine, I'll be just fine. When I get in front of my 10, I don't need to see. I don't need to experiment. I don't need to... I, there's not going to be any flaws. If that's the arrogance. The arrogance from guys that think they're just going to be okay when they get in front of their 10 without having seen themselves in relation to others. That is why the casual relationship's open and free. It's not so much because you're trying to test, am I going to be needy with one any individual girl? That's just the product. That's the byproduct. What I'm more concerned with is knowing ourselves. Because there is a host, a cascade, a cacophony of many, many dark behaviors that come as a result of when you get forced and willingly enter, I should say, open relationships, uh, open and free. It's not just, am I getting so attached to her and that I need her by my side? It's also, how about... How about my friends and family? How do I treat them? How do I, how do I relate this and communicate this style of living towards them? How, how do I sleep at night with myself? How do, I, how do I interpret her seeing other guys? How do I interpret myself being able to meet other girls? I've had many other clients. Often one of the biggest sticking points with guys when they get into open and free casual relationships is not that they're so concerned with their girl seeing one of their girls seeing other guys while that is obviously an affliction it's actually from my experience and the clients i've worked with the number one affliction is that guys just stop going and working on themselves they stop working they stop they get a few feet up this mountain a peach rolled down aka they're 10 and i'm for the, for the confused i'm not referring to women as peaches i'm referring to the validation the woman is giving you as the peach that fruit and so they just all of a sudden forsake the journey because they got this one woman in. But, okay, so I have, maybe they take a little bit of my advice and say, well, keep walking up the mountain. Just keep walking. Get to that peach tree atop the mountain. And maybe he keeps walking. But what he's more concerned with is that he might, he might keep walking, but he doesn't want to. And what often happens when guys get into open, casual relationships is that they stop doing the work, that they don't want to go out and meet new girls even though they've set the T's and C's of an open and casual, open free casual relationship. And, and they say, well, no, nah, I just, you know, I just lost the desire. I don't want to meet new girls. I just want to settle down with this one girl. And of course the pedestaling comes in. And of course, all the moves that brought him to her fall away. His edge dulls. His edge becomes dull. And <clears throat> so can bring this back in here, Mr. T. It is very arrogant to think that I will be just fine in front of my 10 when the time comes. Because you won't be. You won't be. It's one thing to stay present in your bedroom. It's another thing to be present in front of your 10. It's one thing to be unattached from her validation, the validation of your friends and your family, until you actually get put in that position. 
And when you do get put in that position, wouldn't you like to be prepared? Wouldn't you like to have seen yourself in multiple different scenarios? This Asian girl who's got Asian parents who are super hardcore, right? But maybe she's got a little Western vibe in her and you got to go and play through an open casual relationship with her. You got to meet, you got to go through those different experiences of her. And listen, we're just talking about some G-rated shit. We haven't even gotten into that R style. We haven't even gotten into sexually right now. Because I often leave that to the... That's that's not as important, but it is very important. And so let me throw this at you. You think you're going to be sexually present? You think you're going to be able to relax, flow into that moment with your absolute 10 when it comes to that Disney and chill? You... You're on that couch. Alright, she's wearing those tight black pants. Tight black. Man, she's got yoga pants on. Maybe it's just leggings. And she's got a tight skirt. And all of a sudden, those credits roll. All of a sudden, the light kicks over. Alright, your arms around her. Feeling that heat. It's a cold winter's night. You peer into each other's eyes. And that's when it begins. That moment you guys look each other in the eyes. And you realize this is it. This is fucking it. This is what we're doing. And, and so now the heart rate just. Your heart rate's going on. Uh, your breathing rate starts going on. Your muscles start to get tense. You start to sweat. Your palms get clammy. Knees weak, arms are heavy. That's what you're thinking. And But she, being your 10, if she is your 10, most likely has a lot of sexual experience. It, and when I say a lot, you might misconstrue that with what's a lot for a guy, but I would say it also depends how old you are as well. Your 10 at 18 is probably, uh, she's less experienced sexually than your 10 at 26. So I'll, I'll give you one there. I'll throw you one there. But let's say, I think T is a bit younger than me. I think he's a few years younger than me. But let's just say your mid-20s, right? Your 10 in mid-20s is going to be, and also for those who are my younger, because I know a lot of my youngings, uh, those of you that are 21 and under, I don't, don't think this doesn't apply to you because when I was 18, I was regularly dating girls that were mid-20s. So you should be aging up. All guys should be aging up. Not to say that you can't date younger girls, so you have a bit of fun, but you should be striving to meet and get into sexual relationships with much older women. They will help you to grow much faster. I've got a very deep video on that called Why Younger Men Should Date Older Women. Yeah. Anyways, here, so we're in that sexual throes, and it's very arrogant to think that in the sexual throes that you're going to be just fine. You will not be just fine. Trust me, you will not be just fine. So, Mr. T, I'm covering this for you here to say that your confusion seems to be in the translation from how open and free casual relationships translate to one long-term monogamous. And this is what I want to wrap it up for you here because there's not too much more to be said. And it's that on both a macro level, principles as a man, direct, congruent, authentic. If you haven't had time to to not only sharpen that blade, but swing that blade, to cut with that blade multiple times, see yourself, where are your flaws with multiple different girls? Not just in, uh, can I stay attached from needing this girl physically with me, but with every other, as I said, the cacophony of dark behaviors that come when you enter an unattached relationship and just where your mind goes about how that manifests. You haven't seen that yet. Well, that's all going to manifest when you do get 
and find that one special girl that maybe you want to uh, settle up, settle up and get a piece of land and a farm with, right? When you get that farm girl, that girl you want to go to the mountains with, you want, trust me, you want to have seen yourself, to have known yourself, to have been through the fire, to have swung that blade to the point where it's just blunt and you have to keep sharpening it, keep sharpening it. And this is the process as well of life, that we keep swinging, we keep cutting until our blade becomes damn near blunt, in which case we need to keep sharpening it again and again, swing it again and again, sharpen it again and again. And then along the process, at, at, at the intersection, at the magical intersection of the best of your 50 and the girl that you fucking light up with, at the intersection of those two things, that's where the magic happens. And if there's only one way to be able to bring the best of your 50 for sure, and that is to have tested and to have tried and to have been found lacking within your 50. And then you realize, okay, my eyes are off. I can't maintain very strong eyes with a girl, especially in a sexual, uh, sexual proximity. Okay, my direct intent is off. I cannot even on the street convey to a woman or in a club convey to a woman my masculine energy. And so to have this arrogance, and this is the white knight arrogance, that you're going to be able to do all of that when your Ted arrives, somehow. Like, just somehow when she arrives, it's foolish, it is arrogant. So the translation is very direct. It's, I'm not telling guys to go and have multiple casual relationships just so they can get their dicks wet. You know, that, that's the byproduct. That's the byproduct. What I'm telling first and foremost is that we need to know ourselves. You understand. We need a full account of ourselves. So I'm just re-diving his question here and just looking back to make sure I've fully covered it and we'll get to your questions because this is gonna this is gonna be wrapped up pretty damn quick. Uh, he feels like for me I'm not so it's not solving the problem because he if he really likes a girl and wants a long-term relationship, he's gonna have to let go of those options anyway. Well then that and that's where he's confused. That is in fact the lesson you need to learn. You think you're going to be, like, theoretically, every guy thinks that, yeah, if I'm in multiple casual relationships, and then my absolute, my diamond in the sky walks by, that I will be just fine letting go of those casual relationships and getting into a lockdown with her. Yeah, no. Yeah, nah. Try it. Have you been in three casual multiple relationships, open and free, had that diamond in the sky walk by, and have to tell all of those other girls, I'm out. Have you been through that? Have you done that? Because it's not as easy as it sounds. It's not as easy as it sounds. I remember the first time I had to do it. Let me take a pause here. We'll get into some story time with the first time I had to let go of multiple casual relationships in order to go of that diamond in the sky. We'll get that question in a second, but I just want to address some of you guys in this YouTube live stream. Just say hi to some of you guys. If you are just joining in right now, please drop a thumbs up on this video. It lets YouTube know that you guys are enjoying this content, gets it sent out to the rest of the channel, helps support what's going on here. And uh, also drop your questions for social Q&A. They'll be coming up real soon. And I can see right now that Sal uh, has dropped a super chat of $3.33. He's going to have a question, so his question will get answered first. That's what the super chat does. If you guys got a question and want to get a bump to the top, support the channel. That's what Super Chat does. So thank you very much, Sal. We'll get your question first. And then Schema has also donated a Super Chat of $2.99. Thank you very much, my lads. 
and his question will go next after that one. So, but you guys can drop your questions uh, below after that. But yeah, just uh, just gonna say hi to some of you guys here. Nice Max up in this chat saying you. Justin H is up in this chat saying what's good, Adam. Good to have you here, Justin. Thank you for being here. Omar B. What's up, Adam? Why do men? He's got a question. <laughs> I'm going to cut that short there because I'm not answering questions right now. I'm just addressing. Thanks for being here, Omar. You've been here for the last few weeks. Good to see. Scott Bridge uh, is up in this chat saying, Adam, how to deal with disrespectful, irritating mothers-in-law. Okay, if we've got time for that question, after the Super Chats, we'll get that. Uh, and Leron's up in here saying, Maga, us with the shiny stars. Good to have you, Leron. Yokozuna. So, yeah, I just want to be better with that just to address some of you guys while we're up in this. So I said that I said that I would get into that story of uh, the first time I had to let go of multiple relationships and to go with one diamond in the sky. And I guess that's where we'll wrap it up. Then I'll get to you guys' questions. So, yeah, just recapping there. That's your ultimate confusion, T. Your ultimate confusion is that you can't quite see that the very process of having to get into multiple casual relationships pro- provides bedrock, foundational lands, lands of fertile soil from which you need to learn from. But is actually the letting go of them provides just as much, if not more, in terms of your development. To be able to go up to th- these girls you've been with and we'll transition to this story. So for those of you that don't know, after two years of... Here we go. No day twos, no lays, no casual relationships, and no monogamous relationships of my journey being in cold approach. Pick up from 17 to 19. Two years, not even a single date from cold approach. Uh, I did a 30-day challenge and transferred my life through that. By the end of that 30-day challenge, to fast forward through, one of the hardest things I ever did in my life, but we got through it. Uh, I ended up with three multiple casual relationships. And then after enjoying those for about two months, about eight weeks, I then found my diamond in the sky, the it girl, who I then settled down with for the next two years almost and traveled the world with, started up a different business with had, uh, and learned a lot through and I, I owe a lot of my development to her. So respect to her. Chat to Jay. And so I breezed over it, but I need to die back. There was multiple casual relationships before her that I had to end in order to go and be with her. And this would be very relevant to you, Mr. T, which is that that's not, that's not easy on multiple levels. Number one, if you're not used to having casual sex with multiple women, you can't compute this. This has got to be a system error in your psychology. The, if you're not used to, in a very visceral, real way, let me give you an image. I'll give you an image for it. On any, let's say, Wednesday night, Friday night, Friday more typically, because typically, especially in casual relationships, I'm only seeing these girls once a week maximum. Uh, Some girls only twice a week, uh, once every second week, I should say. So I'd often try and see them across Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, doing work during the week, and sometimes within the same night. So if you're not used to, let's say, 5 p.m. on a Friday, you got one of the girls you're really interested in, you're in this casual relationship with. Oh, we've, we've actually already skipped over one of the biggest lessons as well, which I forgot to mention. I'll just say it really quickly. But just initiating casual open relationships is more than enough 
to challenge any regular guy. So let me just put that there. But let's say you're actually in them now, which is I am. And say I meet up with, um, you know, meet up with Jenna on 5 p.m. Friday. We go out, we hit up this night market, we get some food together. Maybe we go back to her apartment. I end up finishing up with her. We have sex, we have some time to enjoy each other. Uh, it gets to about 9, 9.30. And then I get a text from the other girl that I'm seeing saying that she's got home from a house party. I should come over. And so, okay, well, I've only got a few days. I've got some other things I want to do on the weekend. So I said, you know, with lying in bed or I'm having a shower most of the time. I just want to get up, having a shower after having sex with this other girl. And uh, we had a really good time together. We got some food. We physically got to connect. Great. Sexually, emotionally, it's a great time. And I say, I got to get going. She's like, that's fine. Because of course, it's a casual relationship. There's no attachment here. And then so I go drive over to this other girl's place. And then... Well, at Maria's place, <laughs> I remember some nights, this girl in particular, I'm talking about the specific girl when I was on the post-30 day challenge, who uh, her parents were always in the house. She was a younger girl, this one, and not that younger. She was 18, but yeah, parents are still there. And so I go to her place and, you know, you go to then meet with the parents and, you know, chill with the parents a little bit, but then you go straight down and fucks down with her and, uh, not her parents, but with her. And then, so you're getting sexual with her from like, 9.30 to 11.30 and then I want to go home, I want to sleep and then maybe you go to date the next day with the third girl that you're seeing and then you go get bubble tea and then you go see, uh, at that time, Despicable Me was out so you go see that movie and then you go back and it's like 5pm, you have sex and then you go have dinner with the family. So you've seen three girls over the last 48 hours or so, that's often how it looks when you're in multiple casual relationships, you've got three or four different girls you're seeing. You see two girls on the same night. You see a girl different on the next night, maybe later on that next night. And then that does that's nothing to say for the new girls you bring in either. Especially when you're living in a major metropolitan city and you're going on several day twos a week, you got to fit these day twos in as well. So the reason why I'm painting this is because what happens when your absolute diamond in the sky walks by? You're it, girl. You think it's easy to go from having several multiple sexual experiences across 48 hours and you're used to that at this time of the week multiple times a week and then to say no to that and then to just go with one girl theoretically i can see how you would get confused with that and go that i'll be fine with that it's not fine it's not fine that that sends that sends electrical shockwaves through your mind because the human mind is adapted for abundance. Whatever we had abundance with, we want to maintain its existence. And so, in a very evolutionary based sense, to let go of multiple sexual experiences just on the physical level and also the emotional fulfillment that provides, because this is not just like five minute quickies. I've never had that style of sex. This is like when, especially in casual relationships, every the girl that you're seeing, that you're there with, that's the what keeps them coming back for more is that even though they might only see me once a week or twice, once every second week, when they do see me, they get all of me. And that's why they sign up to it. While they're not happy and no woman is happy with the T's and C's of an open and casual relationship, she, there's no woman alive that gets into that relationship with a man without the seed in her mind going, I will convert him though. I will convert it. Like, I don't, I don't really like this. I don't really want Adam to be seeing other girls, but it's better than not being able to see him at all because that's the, that's the option he set me. 
So I'll put up with it for now, but hopefully one time in one day in the future, I will become that diamond in the sky. That's most girls' thinkings. There are very few girls that enter an open and casual relationship and that's their plan for life. You just you very rarely meet those girls. So, and that's and for those and for any girl that you think you've met that for, it's just a stage in her life, and she'll she's probably younger at that time anyway. So, but it always changes. It always changes. So, what was I saying there? Diamond in the sky coming back in. Yeah. So when that diamond in the sky does come back, come into your life, and you do meet a girl that you want to settle down with. Your your biology fights it. Your biology goes from ah, but. I was enjoying these extreme sexual experiences with, and not just physically. You need to get your, get your mind out of it just physically. It's not just the PPM, the pumps per minute. It is, it is the emotional fulfillment that comes from that. And the way that a girl's eyes glaze over just after you're finished having sex, that to me is one of the most fulfilling things in the world. The way her neck relaxes after sex is just the musculature. How everything, it's like going from a, a cold ice bath straight into hot water your muscles just become like jelly and that's what i find anyways we're getting off of tangents here but we're getting on major tangents here you just get lost in it but that's what i'm talking about the sexual ecstasy the sexual ecstasy that you're used to that's a hard word to say quickly ecstasy and then you got to separate from that and then go with this one girl that's blowing your mind it's not as easy as you think it is on a very biological sense but then also just the emotions to be a man that can be so direct, congruent, and authentic and sit down with these girls and say, listen, it's been cool. It's been great, but I no longer can enjoy this open and freestyle relationship with you. I found another girl and you're being honest with her. I found another girl that I am going to settle down with. So I thank you for these experiences and I thank you for this time and I want the best for you. So I don't want to be dragging you along. So we've got to end this here. And I always want to be uh, in a friendship with you because we spent some great time together. And I fully understand if you're not down for that as well. I mean, you always knew what this was from the beginning because we always set our T's and C's at the beginning. So there's no confusion. But to be able to do that with a girl, that's another thing that if you think you're going to be ready for that, you're not. You think you're going to be able to handle that conversation well, you won't. You are going to find cracks in the temple. You are going to find moments of weakness in which you might back down or which you might get fleety or which you might not be fully empathetic to her situation for the guys who are more on the dickhead out of it. You know, there's, there's so many things that you're just not aware of, T, that become a direct transition and, tran and translation of learning from being in multiple casual relationships and to what that means for when you do meet the diamond in the sky. So, so yeah, I painted that out. That's where you're getting confused. You just quite, can't quite see that translation or haven't been able to. Hopefully, I've illuminated, illuminated that for you and hopefully you know more. I can't see why you would anymore have issues with, with this now. The dating abundance kills your neediness because it forces you through the fire. There you go. So that being said, my friends, we are now going to dive into your questions. Then the question, question, uh, question time. Let's go. Question time of the social Q&A now begins. So for those of you that are new to social Q&A live, just drop your questions in the chat box. You can see those super chats from Sal and Schema have already been donated, which means that they get bumped to the top. So uh, thank you. Thank you, lads, for those. We'll get your questions first. Go into a lot of detail on that. 
I will then go to the questions if we have time afterwards, which we might. I've wrapped up the content section of this very quickly. So, uh, so we might have a little more time than usual. And also, if those of you are not signed up to the free weekly email newsletter, I write up an article every single week in the bowl sip. Just head to bowldojo.com, put your email in. You get that for free. Confirmation email, hit yes on that. And uh, roughly around 3.20 p.m. every day, uh, every day, every Friday, I send that out. This week's article on all she needs, the number one thing a woman needs from you. Very, very, uh, very relevant, very necessary article you guys want to read in on. And also other cool shit, the jujitsu training as well. Updates on that. So if you guys are in this chat right now, uh, please drop a thumbs up. You know, just let me know that you're enjoying this content, help support the channel. That would be most appreciated. If you're listening to this on the podcast, come back and support the channel. Drop some comments in post. I always come back and answer the questions. So let's fucking go. Q&A time, baby. Q&A time. I feel it good. Let's do it. So the first, the first Q&A came from Sal. First Super Chat, I should say, who donated $3.33. Ominous. Ominous on a Friday, my friend. So uh, where's his question? His question is below it. So Sal comes in saying, Hi, mates. Can you clarify, in quotes, qualification, end quotes, and provide some examples, slash tips, slash tricks? That seems to be my biggest sticking point, even after getting your ebook. I come off as rude, slash cocky, especially in night games. Thanks, bro. So I for sure can sell, and I have covered this in multiple um, videos, multiple podcasts. I one really good podcast to check this on, uh, social Q and A. I will of course do it for you here because you don't have the super chat. But one really good macro. I remember I spoke about it quite well in macro as well, in the how to build sexual attraction and sexual tension. Uh, that social Q and A podcast. That has a lot of very heavy qualification explanation, just very uh, macro as well. So for those of you that do not know what Sal is talking about, he's referring to my system of meeting women uh, largely in general, but more specifically in the day, my toolbox, my toolbox, crash course, kick-ass day game, toolbox of game. And so it's open, qualification, investment, close. He's confused on as to what qualification is. Can I please clarify that for him? Yes, so let's give you the mindset. Qualification, first and foremost, is setting the frame. Qualification, in macro, the mindset behind it is that we are going to use our direct intent to start this interaction by getting ourselves into a masculine to feminine interaction. If you skip qualification, which is what all Mr. Nice Guys do, and go from open to investment, you completely eliminate qualification. Well, now it's a feminine to masculine interaction you have lost control of the frame. You have not set the frame. You have, in fact, asked her to take the frame of this interaction, to build this interaction. And so what this often looks like is that, let me give you an example. I'll give you an example of it done incorrectly. So guy goes up to go in the, in the street in the day, sees a dime piece, walk by, runs around. Let's say he nails the open. Yeah, excuse me, miss. Give us some context. I was just walking by. I was with my mates. I was on the way to the bus, etc. Whatever your context was, how the hell you got here, and then we slide into our direct intent, part two, which is why the fuck we are here, our intent. And I thought you looked beautiful. I thought you looked gorgeous. I had to come say, hey, my name's Adam. Boom, opens done. She receives it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right? And she's just like, blown away. Some girls are blown away. Some girls, this happened a bit before. So then just like, all right, that's a little bit, that's cool. Thank you very much. Some girls a little bit, oh, 
especially if you're approaching less attractive girls, the less attractive the girl you approach, the harder it is. It does not fit her frame of reality. If you'd like me to speak more on that, I can, but it's not exactly relevant to his question right now. But just, just, just let me say this right now. You need to approach the highest level, most attractive girl as often as possible, not just because it's going to provide you with more lessons, but because it works better. It fits their frame of reality. I cannot tell you this. Anyways, get it back on what I'm talking about here. So he nails the, uh, he nails the open. And here is the dividing point. Do you enter qualification or you do, do you enter investment? Uh, for those that enter investment, this is what it sounds like. Holy fuck, is that... <laughs> no, no, I just realized the sun just came out and it's getting super fucking bright. Hold on. Is that better? That sun just came in big. Uh, came in large. So, yeah, that is a little bit better. So, <clears throat> if you go straight into investment, this is what it's going to sound like after the open. She's received your open. She's like, oh, thanks so much. And here's that moment. So, uh, what are you up to today? Or, uh, so you got some, you've been shopping? Did you have, where'd you go shopping? Or, so, uh, are you, are you from here? Or, uh, what, what do you, what do you, what do you do? What do, what do you do for fun? Or, yeah, it's just, you're asking her to build the interaction. Now, the important thing to note here is that it's not necessarily a question that defines investment. It is the energy and intent behind that question. Because you can say a question in a very qualifying way. It's just, that's a very, we're getting on a nuance point here. And I, want, I will dive into the nuance because this is a super chat. So for the most part though, generally speaking, we want to stick with statements. We want to stick with, why? Because statements, there's no confusion. It's very hard to make a statement in an investment-based way. So that's why, for those of you who have my ebook, I often go with, I think, I feel, I see as keywords to trigger qualification when you're new to it. I'll get to the more of that in a second. But staying on this investment. Basically, if you start off this interaction by asking the woman to build it, you let go of your frame, you let go of your masculine energy, she now sees you as a Mr. Nice Guy, puppy dog. She's just like, she's going to treat you as this is nice. You know, well, I've got to get going anyway. Anyways, in fact, you will get through interactions 10 minutes long, 20 minutes long, just making the woman think that you're a nice guy. Right? That happens so often and only to the end when the, when you go to hopefully, you know, just hopefully try and close it and then she goes, oh, I'm so sorry, but I actually have a boyfriend. That's how you know you fucked up when she says it like that in particular. Okay, now let's wind it back up. Now you know how not to start an interaction, which is an investment. We started with qualification. This is how it's going to sound. I'll give you the run through and then I'll explain it behind the micros afterwards. So you hit that open, direct intent and context, beautiful. She receives it. That's good. You then start off the interaction in that dividing moment with, and I guess I'll, I'll treat you as the absolute beginner. So I said before, I think, I feel, I see are great trigger words because they're going to help you state what you think, feel, and see, which by default is number one. You conveying your masculine energy in which that I am taking control of this interaction. I am going to speak myself. I do not care what you think. I don't care whether you agree or disagree. In fact, it is better if you disagree with me because either way I win. Let me give you an example. All right. I'm looking at you through the webcam right here. I'm just going to pretend that you're a, let's just say you're a tall blonde Russian woman. Okay. I've just met you. 
roll up on you. Excuse me, I thought you looked beautiful. I had to come say hey, my name's Adam. Cool. She receives it. She's like, oh, thank you so much. Oh, well, that is so nice of you. Right? <laughs> and I'm just, <laughs> that's pretty good, actually, that accent. <laughs> and then so I'm looking at her eyes. And uh, the first thing maybe I notice is that you look like a very hard woman. It's the first thing I'm getting from you. You look like a hard woman right now. And what's interesting is that even though I'm looking at you guys in the webcam and I'm looking straight at a webcam, that's literally the first thing that came to mind. And it was present. I've never said that before to any woman before ever. Definitely not in that way anyway. But I'm, I, that's the first time I've said that before. But just I was visualizing a, a hard blonde Russian woman looking me in the eye right there. And the first thing I say to her is that you look like a hard woman. Right? Now, by me stating what I think and what I see, because it's really a combination of both, she can either agree or disagree. This is why it's called qualification. She must now qualify to me by either saying, agreeing, well, yeah, I am a bit. I've, you know, I come from a, I come from the Slavic, I come from Eastern Europe, or I come from here, or I've had, I have a very hard father, or, or so she agrees, or she disagrees, going, why would you say such a thing? How could you say such a thing to me so early on in this interaction? Or who do you think you are? Russian girls will often say that off the get, you know, very uh, feisty women. You know, if they disagree with you, it's like I am not a hard woman. How could you? You don't even know me. I'm not hard. It's like what makes you think this? What makes you think that I'm hard? Either way, it's good. She agrees or disagrees. Either way, it's good. I want both. And I want to be as challenging as possible. Qualification is now to... Now I've shown you micros here. Actually, should I finish up the micros? Uh, what I was going to say there is that... No, no, no. Okay, yeah, I'll finish up the micros. So all I did in that moment when I said that she was a hard woman was that I took a deep breath and I looked at her presently in the moment and I allowed what came through in that moment. Now, the criteria for success is presence. There is no good or bad qualification. There is only present or non-present. Present or non-present. Present qualification always wins. Non-present qualification always fails. What is non-present qualification? Canned shit. Shit you have said to women a million times. Things that you had to dive into your archives to say to women. right? And the way that you always know that, that your interactions are going off and that you're slipping on your masculine intent, and that you completely fucked qualification, is that you just need to get one of your boys to record you. <clears throat> Being a coach, I, don't, I only need to hear it, but since you guys probably don't have the level of experience that I have, just call it what it is, you probably need to see the video. But I'll be able to pick it up just through audio. When she receives your open, in that dividing moment, there's always a pause. When she receives your open, if you've been direct, there is going to be a pause because she's waiting on you, which means that the intact, the dynamic between masculine and feminine is still intact. She's waiting on you. If you take a pause and breathe and look her straight in the eyes, your qualification will always come out present. It, it can only can. It only can. If you're there and you're breathing with her. And you might jumble out the most ridiculous shit. Good. Make it more ridiculous. Allow it to be as ridiculous. You know, there's an interaction I've been holding back from putting online uh, because she's an influencer. But I've, I've shown you guys clips of it. I've shown you guys clips of it. It's a blonde Polish woman in Melbourne. I was in my pink Mickey, Mickey Mouse jumper. And uh, she's a beautiful blonde Polish woman. And... I can't remember what I first said to her, but it was like, your eyes are throwing me off. It was something like that. Your eyes are throwing me off because she looked like she had just come from a, 
uh, festival. It was like glitter and everything. And, but also, it was just the energy behind her fucking eyes was throwing me off a little bit in a good way. And so I'm just like, listen, you are, your eyes are throwing me off. And I start laughing. That's when you know it's present. Because it's just, it comes out kind of jumbled in a way, but there's so much emotion behind it. And she gets lit up by it. She starts laughing. It's present. I've never said it like that to any other woman before. It's present. All I did was take a breath, look her in the eyes. And that's how my qualification came out. Now I spoke my mind. I said, and I started and I set the frame by going, telling her exactly what I see, what I feel, what I think, not waiting on her. Okay. Now, the other divide, the other option of that, when you take non-present qualification, is if, and this is why I said you need to get one of your boys to film you. You should be audio recording all your interactions if you struggle with qualification, because it means you're beginning, you're learning. You should be recording all your inter- audio interactions, which you would pick this up anyway if you're a coach. But since you're not, you're going to need to be able to see this. What do all guys do when they go to say can shit? For those of you on the podcast who can't see this, I just looked away. You will look up or you will look to the side or your chin will take a dip to the left or the right. In any case, you will break eye contact. Why? Because you are searching the archives in your mind. No one can presently search. That is the, they are, they are the, that the mutually exclusive. You cannot simultaneously be present qualifying women in front of you while simultaneously diving into the archives to find canned bullshit. So, guys that struggle with qualification, uh, they always go into the canned. They always go to, okay, what, what should I say to her? Nothing. There's nothing to be said. There's nothing in your mind to be found to be said. All you need to do is to look her in the eyes, take a deep breath, and let it flow. Whether it's, uh, I'm a little bit lost in you right now. And it comes out present like that. Just because you are lost. I say that to women all the time. I'm a little bit lost in your eyes. They fucking love it. Now, that's not an excuse to then just drop your frame. That's just literally what happened. Take a breath. Go again. There we go. Click back in. It might just be that, hey, you're looking pretty chill, pretty chill today. You're looking kind of chill. She might be like, oh, yeah, I guess a little bit. And then you go to the next qualification. And then you just keep shooting qualification. And you just, as I said, belt fed. Or as I always say, belt fed. You're, this is the next thing of qualification. And I know I'm going on a fucking masterclass right now on qualification. It's fucking beautiful. Because uh, I'm giving you every in and out of it. But I just want to tie up here that presence versus non-present qualification. The biggest issue with qualification, my friend, is that uh, guys do it non-presently. They go into canned shit. They, they, they'll say things like, so you don't look like you're from here. Or you look like a bit of a lawyer. Or you look like you're a uni student, right? Such generic bullshit. Now, the words are not the problem. It's not the saying of her, she's a lawyer or the saying that she's a uni student or the saying that she doesn't look like from here. I've said all those things very presently. It is the fact that they came from an archive in your mind and that you were not looking at her when you said it or when you went to find it. You, you always look up. Guys, you, I've, been, I've been professionally coaching this shit for five years now. The amount, the hours and hours and hours of infield footage I've broken down of my clients, it's just like, it's clockwork. It's clockwork. When they do it well, when they do it right, they look her straight in the eyes, they breathe. That's present qualification. When they do it wrong, they don't breathe, they rush, they go, mm, ah, ah, mm, mm. They always go, mm, now that, well, and it, mm. they have these ticks, they have these verbal ticks because they're trying to find something in their mind. Let that shit go, okay? Forget about it. You need to trust that 
if I take a deep breath, something will come. And something always comes. You know why? Because she's there in front of you. The woman is the gold. She provides you with everything you need to qualify her. When guys say I run out of things to say, no, you don't. You never run out of things to say. To say that you, you run out of things to say is to say that there's no one in front of you. When you run out of things to say, what you're actually saying is that you ran out of things in your mind, not of the person in front of you. So I want to wrap up with one final little macro thing around what qualification really is, because I've just gone on a lot of really deep shit here for Sal. But there's one way, this is, and this is all very good theoretical shit. But what about when you're actually on a session? Are you really going to be able to remember all this? Because I've just gone into a seminar's worth, like, I give a full, full seminar on this. That's how well I know my shit. But, but there's a thing that I do for my clients, and I always do, which is I simplify it to be able to make it tactical for the moment, which is this, a visualization. Qualification is the starting of a flame. Fire. We visualize fire when we qualify a woman. When we visualize investment, we visualize water, a cooling off. And within all of the, with all the tactics, within all the micro tactics, within all the macro principles I've just espoused on qualification, if you can just attach all of that to a flame, that is a trigger. If that's what you struggle with, if you just visualize going to every interaction, flame, start of a flame, start of a flame, light this shit up, light her up, then that is going to embody all of qualification. You're going to challenge her. You're going to tease her. Does, do we want a flame to burn or do we want a flame to be snuffed out? We want our flame to burn. We want to cook this shit. And what that means is that if our first qualification doesn't fly, as in she doesn't really respond to it, she doesn't really get... I get it. If she doesn't get it or she's just not feeling it yet, she's a bit still nervous herself. I said before, belt fed. You should be able to run qualification to the end of time. If you can't run qualification to the end of time, then you need to work on your presence. I could sit, I do this with all my clients on bootcamp. I could literally sit in front of anyone. Give me anyone. Give me anything. Give me, just give me the moment. I will run qualification to the end of time. Right? Because all is required is for you to open your eyes and breathe. That's all it is. And then you just speak your mind and you just say what you think and feel and see. Stay. And now, and on a more sexual-based level, what is this doing for the woman now? It's showing her that you don't give a fuck. You don't need her approval. Oh, this is a man. Oh, oh, he's not. Oh, he's leading. He's fucking leading. He's not asking me to build this interaction. He's not asking me to build this bridge. This guy's a flame. The flame leads. The meat doesn't cook itself. The flame cooks the meat. Right? This is what I'm talking about. This, and so that's why I use the, the flame analogy there because, because, again, we don't want it to be snuffed out. We don't, we, you don't just give up after one qualification. That's what a lot of guys do. I call it one round in the chamber. You need to develop the ability to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, which means that even if a girl's not responding that well or she's not that lit on you yet, keep it gunning. Keep it gunning. All right? You should be able to. If you can't yet, you've got a lot of work to do. Because if you can't run qualification at the end of time, what that says is that you're seeking her approval. You were just like hoping she would approve of you after the first qualification. No. She'd be able to run. Now, of course, there's, there's an end point to it. If, a girl, if you've thrown out five or six different threads of qualification and she's still not getting connected, she's still not really biting, she's not really qualifying, then this woman and you just don't connect. That's always a possibility. So, Sal... Let me just re, uh, 
Let me just look at your question there to make sure that I've addressed your question in full there. I mean, we just I just gave you a, you guys a literal masterclass of what qualification is. You have no idea how much I wish I had that shit when I was first coming up. I had to work that stuff out the hard way. So no, that's that's the end of his question there. And now it just takes time and work. And Sal, you're going to need to record yourself. You're going to need to get feedback on how you're going with this because it doesn't fix itself, especially the video as well. Just get your boy with a phone to record you so you can see your eyes, look at your eyes. So my friends, I'll take a pause here just to say that if you're up in this live stream, thank you for being here. If you're enjoying this content before you leave, please drop a thumbs up on this video. Just help support me help support the channel. Let's let YouTube know that you like this shit. And uh, also, drop me your comments, drop me your questions. We've got another super chat question from a long-time follower known as Schema. <laughs> There's Schema. I'll get to his question next. And I've got about half an hour left. I've got some clients to coach later today. I've got some things to do. So I normally allow until 11.30. So I will, I'll answer, of course, the super chat and then any more questions that come after that until time runs out. Don't forget. Sign up to the Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter coming out later this afternoon, balldojo.com. And uh, I'm glad that, that that package for my Brazilian jiu-jitsu gi hasn't arrived, hasn't interrupted this podcast. So let's hope that keeps going. Oh, fuck. Fuck, I almost forgot something. I was supposed to give a shout out in this social Q&A. So last night, like for those of you that don't know, uh, maybe two, three times a week over the last few weeks, I jump on Instagram for a quick live session uh, before my Brazilian jiu-jitsu, just as I'm waiting, sitting in the car before class starts. And last night when I was on live, uh, I said that I was going to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Bobby, Bobby B, Bobby Verdes, who he's one of my very deep clients. He's someone. He's a client that I flew all the way to New York to coach last year, and he's been following me way longer before that. We worked together way longer, and he's now in Australia. He's flown down from the states to come down to Australia on a solo journey. And it's just, I want to give him a shout out because the only do I respect that to the highest level because, but it's also a reflection of my journey. It's like, that's what I had to do when I was, I mean, I was a little bit younger than him when I did my first solo journey across the world when I was 18 to London. But he's come down to and I just want to shout out to you, Bobby, that I'm so glad that you're growing because this is one thing that I say to you guys is that cold approach is not the only way. Solo travel is a tremendous, tremendous modality to evolve yourself from boyhood to manhood psychology. So B, fucking light it up. He sent me a mess. How about this? How about this? I sent you guys, I'll read you guys a message he sent me. Uh, all my clients have my direct contact on WhatsApp. And he sent me this message when he arrived in Australia saying, Hey Adam, hope you're going great. I wanted to let you know I got into Melbourne early today. It's been fun so far. I had an instant date with a German girl just a moment ago. Grabbing some Korean food right now. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. Fuck yes. Oh shit. I'm ah man. It just it's it lights me up because that's learning. Can you imagine you travel across the world from the United States down to Melbourne, Australia. You arrive in the city, you're on this instant date with this German girl, then you're grabbing this Korean food? Are you kidding me? That's why, that's why if you guys go back on my channel to like several years ago when I went to London to coach my first ever boot camp and I had a, I had a same day date with a girl and you can watch the infield actually. Uh, it's a point of view infield off my chest. 
And and I uh, I remember saying in that video that this is the beauty of cold approach is that you never be alone. You can go to any city in the world and you have the freedom to meet whoever you want, wherever you are. And that's what one of my clients is doing right now who's traveled across the world, gets into Melbourne, gets on an instant date with this German girl, has some fucking Korean food. I don't mind that at all. Like that's that's... That's the real freedom from this shit. Like, it's just one of the greatest benefits you'll ever see. And it's like, if you don't have that ability, you this it's, it's you you haven't accessed a dimension of this reality yet. There's a dimension of this reality that is unlocked that is locked to you. But when you learn cold approach, and you can just rock into a different city across the fucking world and go up to a beautiful, attractive woman and just go on a date with her, like fuck your Tinder. This is what it's about. So, B, I just wanted to give you that shout out because I really respect that you actually did it. People talk about this shit all the time. People talk big. Not many people walk big, though, and you're walking big, so well done, my man. Well done. Okay, moving back to the Q&A here. We're going to address the next super chat, which came from Edo Eskimo, or also known as Adoskimo, I think is how I first addressed him in our first ever Q&As, <laughs> but now I just refer to him as Eskimo. So, Skimmo comes in with an Australian, $2.99. Thank you very much, Skimmo. <clears throat> For the question... <coughs> Excuse me. Phlegm in the throat. For the question, peace sign, or hands together sign. His question is... I have recently been noticing flakiness after the day two slash three. What are some things I could be doing wrong? In brackets, I always kiss the girl... And often get told on these dates that I'm a good leader, etc. In uh, brackets, thanks. A deep question, schema. So let me just let me breathe in of you and not a lot of context. So I need to say this to begin with. Uh, I could never really give you a for sure answer without hearing the audio, and I wouldn't expect the video, but at least hearing the audio of your day twos and day threes, and actually getting to ask you a lot more further follow up questions. So. I can only give you generals here. I just want to reread his question though. What are some things I could be doing wrong? He says that he always kisses the girl, often gets told in these dates that I'm a good leader. So one of the first general things I can give you, Schema, that you need to check is this. When girls are flaking off day twos and day threes, nah, I got a couple of things here actually that now now the now my uh the uh stockpile is starting to come out. Number one. How are you leaving the day twos and day threes? You know, if uh, Schema is a little bit deeper in my system, so he should know that in order to be in order to be getting out on a day two, you have to be closing your interactions with a story, aka a seed. Right? When you're in an interaction with a woman, it's not just hey, let me get your number. No, it's hey, Jenny, another time we're gonna get to know each other a little bit better. Let's get this tea. Let's get this coffee. Let's get down this market. Let's go on an adventure together. And so you exchange a story and then it ties in the association, uh, heavily reduces your flakes, uh, close with a story. But that doesn't stop just because you get past the initial interaction. That needs to be repeated throughout the day two and day three. That's the first thing I check with guys that are getting flakes on day twos and day threes is that are you dropping seeds? Are you dropping seeds on the day twos or day threes? Not just at the end of them, but throughout them. You know, when you're on a day two or day three schema, it's largely an extension of investment. Barring the few 
peak moments, sexual peak moments, such as kissing the girl or pulling the girl back to your place, for the most part, is an extension of investment, 80-20, 80% her investing into you, 20% you returning, 80%, uh, sorry, 20% you giving her the thread, 80% her creating with that thread. That's what your day twos and day threes should for the most part look like, except for those key moments where you are sexually escalating it, physically anyway, uh, and also in macro as well. So it's going to be pretty chill. But during that chill time, you want to be very keen on the fact that story, story, we bubble together, create a bubble together. I would like to be there on your day two and day three. Walk there as in like a little angel above your head, just observing. Or just like uh, the kill cam, the kill cam in Call of Duty where you're just that third person point of view. And I want to know how much of a bubble you're creating with it. I want to know how transactional you'll be. I want to know how much you're involving her in the environment around you. So when I talk about bubble, if you're the unenlightened, maybe Skimmer doesn't know what I'm talking about here. Maybe he does. But for those of you that don't know, on a day two or day three, you should not be so solely focused on her. In so much that all your conversation is directed towards her, that you block out the rest of the world around you and it's just about her. A lot of a day two and day three is about you creating a bubble with her together in which that you two fight the world. In which that when you're going in and out of stores, in and out of cafes, you're going to address the barista. You're going to address the store clerk. You're going to address the girl working at the checkout. And you're going to be extremely engaging with them and using bringing her, bringing her into it. Many a time on my day two and day threes, one really surefire way of doing this is getting your girl to go and approach people with you. Now, of course, not every girl is going to be open to this, but we don't know till we try. So I try it with every single girl. It's a very good way to get a girl into that bubble, that we bubble, we fight the world type thing very early on. And uh, so I get a girl very early on in the day two. I say, hey, listen, you know how I came up to you on the street? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, do you think you could do that? What do you mean? What do you mean, Adam? And I'm like, well, hey, see that little old lady over there? How about how about you just go tell her, I hope you have a great day. See if she can do that. And often, I not only do I do that because it creates a bubble with us, but also because I also want to see what type of girl she is. If she, let me say this, this is very loose, but if I get on a date with a girl and she's not willing to go give a compliment to a random stranger, it's probably not the girl for me. She's probably not confident enough of a girl for me. So, anyways, that's one way of doing it, Schema. This is one way where I'm telling you about dropping seeds. Dropping seeds in both macro and micro. In micro, we drop seeds as we want to find out through our threads of conversation that we give her to create with, we want to find out what is she into, what type of things she into that we are also into, or things that maybe we never even tried that we could create and do something with in future with her. That's a micro seed. So let's say we find out as we've got our neutral meeting point, meet up at the coffee store, get our drinks, walking down to the botanics. As I'm walking down to the botanics, I find out that she's really into hang gliding. And I've never been hang gliding before. Well, there, right there is a micro to drop a seed on. Well, hey, we're going to do it. And I want to get her to find out. I want to find out from her how we can do this together. What type of time is this going to be? Like, do we have to book it in advance? Is this, is this How much does it cost? Where do we do it? Logistical stuff. And 
and just like getting into the story of it as well. What's it like? What does it feel like? You know, and you're getting her to expound on her stories with it and what it was like the first time she did it, what got her into it, etc. Just investment-based questions that get her to create with it. But most importantly, it's creating a story. And it puts the association in her mind that there's a future with this guy. For guys that fuck up on day twos and day threes and girls that often don't come back on day twos or day threes, is that they don't they fail to do this. They stay very transactional. They're just after sex. They're just after transacting. Right? They just want to get the validation for that girl in the moment. They don't play the long play. They don't play the long future game with her in which that there's a day three involved here. I want to see you again. And of course, you would only do this with a girl that you're actually vibing with, which is why we're on the day two, as in to find out if she's a girl that we vibe with. If you get on day two and you find that you're not vibing with her, you don't need to go into all this stuff I'm talking about. You'd probably end it in 15, 30 minutes anyway, which I often do. Don't waste time with girls you're not connecting with. However, there is one nuance to that, which is some girls are just fish verbally. Some girls are just fish on the talk. So we always want to give a girl a chance physically to show us if she connects, which is why we always kiss the girl. Some girls do not open up until they've kissed you. Like verbally will not open up until they've kissed you. I've seen this many times. So that's a good nuance. A nuance that will fall upon silent ears if you've never been with a girl on a date before. So uh, moving forward here. That's that's one thing I want to check with you, Schema. And he's donated Super Chat, so I'm giving this a time of day. I want to know how much of a bubble you're creating with her in micro-association in the future. Do we have, am I creating visuals? Whenever I, because I often meet girls that are very exotic and when I go on day two to girls, girls that are not just, you know, from Adelaide, South Australia, I tend to go after girls that have got, look like they've got a bit of currency to them, world currency. And so I often, when I often find out that they have a parent who's from Europe, they they grew up in Asia, they grew up in uh, East Germany, they grew up in Texas, Austin, Texas, and I want to find out from them what it would be like if I went there with them. Right, so you create these stories. You create these stories, and it creates good association, and that it makes it much less transactional. That's one micro. Now, macro speaking, in terms of the bubble, I mentioned it before. In terms of like fighting the world of each other, engage her with the rest of the world. Don't be so focused on just her. Engage the rest of the world with her. Right, make fun with other people. When you go to when you go into markets, right, banter. Banter with the shit with the shop salesman. Get into feisty conversations. Get her opinion on things. Right when you're going to, if you happen to go for a bit of a bite with her afterwards, and you're getting some food, use the waitresses, use the uh, the the concierge of the hotel that you're staying at. Use these people to show her that you're more than just the interaction with her. <clears throat> You've got a lot more going on for you than just, oh, this is a guy that is good at talking to girls. No, Adam's good at talking to everyone. Adam speaks with everyone. It's, it's one of the most naturally attracting things for women because what does that say? Leadership. That is leadership. Right? If you're not willing to engage with the rest of the world, when you're on the tram and you see something going up or you see there's someone you're standing next to and something interesting there, but you don't bite on it, Right? It's like that's a perfect opportunity. So you need to use both macro and micro bubbling with her. Create that, create that bubble. We're fighting the world together. And that will help a girl. Uh, well, it, just, it naturally makes a girl want to see you again. Not only because she's very rarely experienced that. Like most guys can't do that for a girl. 
But when you can do that for a girl, it really separates you. And that's when you flip it and the woman now starts hitting you up to get out on the day three, day four. And that's when the woman starts chasing you up because I want to see Adam again. I want to see Schemo again because I've never been with another guy like him. I've been, I've, I haven't been with another guy like me. Do you know what I'm saying? There are very few guys that can do what I've just told you. There are very few guys that can make you feel like, shit, I'm going to message that guy again because he was so much fun to hang out with. When was the last time you met someone like that? Far and few between. Most people don't possess that skill set to be able to create a bubble in which that we fight the world together. And so, yes, there's that. Now, there's one other thing, Mr. Ski. I'll just call you Ski from now on. How about that? Fuck the mo, just Ski. Uh, there's a sexual, there was a sexual point that you could be missing on day twos or day threes. Fuck, what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, this is it. This is it. Because I had this with a client in New York uh, who just couldn't get over this. It's a uh, classic of Mr. Need Nice Guys, which is that Mr. Nice Guy Need is Mr. Need Nice Guys. That sounds pretty cool as well. So if you are not sexually honoring the trust that she places in you, that will often also send shockwaves through a girl and go, eh, maybe this is not the guy for me. Now, let me dive in on this for you. You said that you were kissing the girl, and that's great. But I want to put something in for you here, Ski. Let's paint the story. You've been this attractive male who came up to her on the street or in the clubs. You showed major, major masculine intent to be able to just cut through the shit of society, go straight up to her, put your intent forward. You're a beautiful woman. I'm a cool guy. I want to see if you're cool. Let's go. Let's get out on this. You get out on this day too. And this is all she's been accustomed to. She's been accustomed to this guy is a straightforward guy. He does not fuck around. You get through his day two. You lead her through the day two. You lead her through neutral meeting point. You lead her through to isolation. You get down to isolation. You're getting that kiss in. That's fantastic. Awesome. Look at the story that's been painted here. Just direct, direct, direct. Straightforward, straightforward, straightforward. Now, let's say you and this girl are connecting, really connecting, especially if that kiss went off. Here's the first point. Are you misreading her level of attraction? As in underestimating it. This is a big thing, of course. Not honoring the sexual trust. For a woman that's been through this process of you, a woman loves to go on a roller coaster. A woman loves to go on a magic carpet ride. And for you to cut it short, so let's say you're just cutting it short at the kiss, and that she really wanted you to take her back to your place, she really wanted you to, to if not even in that one moment, let's say it's a day date, which means they'll be a little bit unsavvy unless she's an absolute freak and just it's like literally putting your hand down her pants, then that's savvy. But for the most part, you're probably going to want to go get something to eat, go walk around a little bit more, maybe go to a different location before you go back to your place and to her place after the first kiss. Anyway, that's typically how it happens. Maybe she just wanted that. Maybe she's like, but hey, take me a little bit deeper. Are you cutting it short is what I'm saying here. Are you not honoring the sexual trust? Because it is a lot for a woman to place her sexual trust in a man. You know, it's, it's not like Pornhub. Life is not like Pornhub. Okay, for most girls, most girls are not sexual freaks. Most girls, your age as well, Eskimo's Eskimo's 21, he's, if he's meeting girls, he should be meeting girls anywhere between 25 to 30 on average. But let's say he's with an 18-year-old. 
let's just say that he's talking about 18-year-old girls. Just to, because this may, just proves the point even more. She's probably only had three, five, five maximum. That's a sexual freak at 18, I would say. A sexual freak at 18 is a woman. Uh, a girl, I should say, at that, at that time. If she's been with five different guys at 18, I'm putting her in sexual freak land. Right? That's not normal for most 18-year-old girls. Most 18-year-old girls have been with one guy. Maybe two. Maybe two. Right? That's average. I'm talking about on average here. So if she's not only been conditioned via your actions through direct intent off the initial interaction, through direct intent through the date, through to the kiss itself, and then you cut it short. And now, of course, I don't know if he's doing this. I'm just saying this is one thing to consider because this is something I used to do. This is something I used to do big time is that I got scared. I used to get scared when, uh, at first, particularly his first five day twos, when a girl was like, she's fucking on and you can tell she's on, she wants it, but you're not willing to take her because like, oh, fuck, I've never been here before. Oh, no, 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 it's too fast, too fast, Adam. <laughs> and so, okay, that's fine. It's too fast. That's good. I like the acknowledgement. However, I will say this. You can break her trust by not taking her deeper when she wants it. You can also break her trust by taking her deep when she doesn't want it. So that's, but that's, but that's what you're probably most afraid of. That's what Mr. Nice Guys are most afraid of, is that taking a girl, trying to physically and sexually progress of a girl when you're not quite sure or you, because you have lack of experience, but you just don't want to push it with her in, in fear of her getting upset or her getting uh, scared herself, right? But actually, for the most part, if a girl's been willing to kiss and you're judging her off the kiss, she wants to go on that magic carpet ride. She wants to get taken a little bit deeper. Now, that doesn't mean that she wants you to stick it in right then and there. What that might mean is just that, well, instead of ending the date here, let's go for dinner. Let's go for dinner. Let's go. Let's extend the night. Extend the night out. And then once you extend the night out, if you notice and you're reading off of that, that she's just getting more and more lost in you. She wants to hold your hand now. She wants to um, fucking hit you. And I want to mean hit you like playful touch, etc. And she's happy for you to pick her up and run her through the streets on a piggyback. If you're not doing that shit, what are you doing? <laughs> what I'm talking about here is just playful shit together. Uh, I'm not telling you you have to now go and piggyback. It's a good thing to do though. It's a good thing to do. Who doesn't love a fucking piggyback, right? Piggyback through the supermarket? Yes, sir. Anyways, playful shit. And you notice she's enjoying this and you're just taking it a little bit deeper and you sense that, oh, well, listen, you're, you've worked out through logistics. She's free tonight. You're free tonight. If you can work out the logistics, which you should already have, you should already have worked out your logistics pre this day. You should not be on the fly. Well, then you should be taking her back to wherever your logistics are. Or you should be finding out if you can go back to her place. Or, in the worst, the next case scenario, going to another isolated place at night. Whether that's a rooftop bar. Whether that's a, um, a, a quiet, secluded, secluded place along the river. Uh, you know, if you're in Melbourne, you, you've got a... Uh, what's the name of the bloody river? I can't remember the name of the river. <laughs> I don't know why. I can't remember the name of the river. Fucking, you know what I'm talking about. Though. Just down where the, the major river in Melbourne, just opposite um, where the arbor is. You know, just down there, just down. Actually, if you cross over the bridge over the river and go left, there's a whole bunch of palm trees and grass that you can just sit down by there. But the, the bank, the banks of the... Why can't I remember the name of the river? I don't, fuck it. Whatever. But anyways... You got that, that you could, you, that's a, that's a great place. I would always like, 
when even though when I was spending a long time in Melbourne, I did have great logistics. That's a great place to go first anyway after having a drink of a girl or having uh, dinner with a girl. Uh, if you just grabbed a bite to eat, do not be booking that dinner. That should be something on the fly. There's principles here. Um, oh, it's getting pretty dark now. Jesus, hold on a second. Okay, that's a great thing to do anyway, just to go down by the river. And that's often where the really physical amorous shit starts to happen. And all I'm trying to paint for you here, Ski, is that honor that sexual trust as best as you can, because I know I have a video that contradicts this, which is that you can only rise to the level of your training and that you should not step outside yourself. You should push yourself to the absolute limit, right? You should, pu you should push yourself to the point of where you feel like you're about to break in terms of who you think you are, but do not go beyond that. And to really get a physicality for what that really looks like, it's that, well, if, if I've only ever been on day twos of a girl, and I've only ever really taken girls on a day two, this mic, there we go. If I've only ever really taken girls on day twos, uh, just for, hold on, now it's too bright, hang on. Sorry guys, Sorry. Get, getting, uh, I'll deal with it. This is, this is fine, even this is slightly too dark, it's just, I don't know, fucking sun's all over the shop. As I was saying there, if I've only ever been on really chill day twos where I've just taken girls for coffee, just taken girls for tea, and we just had that kiss in the botanics, well, what would extend me to the point of where I'm really pushing myself without doing something where I don't even know who I am anymore? Well, I guess I've never taken a girl to a rooftop bar in the same day two. Like I'm just saying, hypothetically, this is you. So maybe, maybe when I meet the girl at 3 p.m. and we go for that coffee and tea and we go to isolation down at Botanics and I kiss her there and it's feeling good, maybe instead of ending it there, which is where I always end it, how about instead I just suggest, well, how about let's go get a drink? And but what if you're going back? But what if I don't know any cool bars? Well, then that's the adventure. That's the best thing you can do with a girl is to, even if you do know some cool bars, don't go to those bars. Go find something together. Wee bubble. See this fucking wee, see how this whole fucking system just, just melts together? It just melts together. And you create this wee bubble together by finding a restaurant, finding a, a, a night market, by finding a bar to go together. And that's fucking beautiful. And then, oh, that's why my screen brightness is down. That's why it looks darker than usual. There we go. That's better. And then so you got that, and so you're progressing with her. And then would that be so much? Would that, would that force you to lose yourself? I don't think so. Okay, and then you get a little bit more comfortable with that. And anyways, I'm gonna wrap this up here, Ski, is that what I want you to check is that you are honoring the sexual trust because if you do not honor the sexual trust that a woman places in you, that can break her confidence in you. Not only can it convey that this isn't the guy that I thought he was when I was giving him every signal to sexually take me deeper, both physically and emotionally, but he wasn't willing to do it. Well, man, maybe this guy's not the guy for me. Those are the more socially and sexually confident girls. The girls that you're going at, especially your tens, that are used to having guys hitting them up. They're used to guys that are just these, these alpha beasts, these alpha gorillas, these football players, these footy players. If you're getting up with a girl that's used to a certain level of masculine energy that's used to leading her and you don't honor that trust, well, you can break her confidence in you and you can show her, nah, maybe this guy's a bit of a fish. On the vice, you might find a girl who replicates that and reflects that internally, which is that now, actually, maybe I'm not attractive enough for him. 
I tried to give him every signal that I want him to take me deeper here sexually and emotionally, physically, but he wouldn't do it. Am I just not, he's not interested in me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not physically attractive enough. And so that she won't, she'll flake then. A lot of girls can reflect that internally as well. So a lot of different angles here, many angles, but it's a super chat. So I want to give you all those angles. Those are the major things I would check with you. Uh, and I've given you pre- basically half an hour of this because that's what the super chat's for. And it's just really important content as well. So I think it's a very good question. And not only that, my friends, it's a question based on real fucking experience, which is why I will act- I will always, I'm happy to give half an hour to one question if it's based on real fucking experience, which is what Ski is going through right here. He's talking about day twos and day threes. He's getting on. Like, of course, of course. So... Those are the things I would check, scan. Of course, there could be many other things, but those are the two major generalities I see. Guys that don't seed on the day two or day three, don't give the girl the impression that they will see there's a future for each other, and uh, not honoring the sexual trust. There could be more. I don't know. We'll have to dive in more. So uh, for those of you that are watching right now, please drop a thumbs up on this video if you're enjoying this content. Uh, we've got about two minutes. I've got two minutes to answer as many questions as possible before I go to get on out of here because I've got some clients to work with. But we've been going for almost an hour and a half. That's why I like to end it up. But uh, thank you, Sal and Schemo, for those uh, super chat questions because they were two bloody good questions. We spent basically an hour on two questions. That's when you know they're, that's when you know they're getting some value. There. So I'm going to dive back up this uh, chat to address as many questions as possible, rapid fire. Otherwise, you guys have to come back for next week. Uh, here we go. So... The question, hold on, uh, here we go. So the, going back up the chat, the first question was from Omar saying, what's up, Adam? Why do men tend to be more alpha in Spanish-speaking countries? <laughs> Is it because they start going out and working at an early age? Uh, it could be. I, I wouldn't agree with that, though. I wouldn't say that. Spanish-speaking countries have more alpha males. I would say that's a more romanticized idea in female novels, in romantic novels, and in romantic uh, literature and romantic entertainment that the Spanish man is the attractive man. But I, I wouldn't say that that if you were to go to Spain that they're all alpha males over there. Yeah. Okay, anyways, moving on from that. Uh, Scott Bridge came with the next question saying, Adam, how to deal with disrespectful, irritating mothers-in-law? Mine's been staying with us for four months and because of coronavirus scares her, scares her stay may last one year. My missus wants me to permit her rudeness. So Scott, you've got to define what you are willing and what you are not willing to accept. That's what it comes down to. Is that dealing with irritating mothers-in-law is that we cover with empathy first. We want to understand the situation. We want to have a direct conversation with her and say, that, listen, we need to talk. This is how I feel. I need you to understand. I need you to listen to me first and foremost. Let me get it all out. Then I want to hear you fully, fully after that as well. And then you're going to just get out everything that you're feeling. And then you're going to give her a chance to get out everything that she's feeling. And then you're going to see if you can come together and to create a synthesis, an idea in which you can work together. All right. But Oftentimes in these situations, Scott, your communication is broken. I'd like to see you guys have a direct, honest communication together first. And uh, as to your missus wanting to, to permit her rudeness, well, if you want to be 
If you want to be a man who lacks direct, congruent, authentic principles, who gets walked over in life, then continue to do that. Otherwise, you will need to define for the people around you what you will and will not accept and be willing to walk away in the event that they will not accept that. There you go. All right, we're one minute over time here. So let me just see if there's any rapid fire questions. Otherwise, I've got to peace out. Okay, so next questions were Sal and Skimo. That's fine. Uh, Thomas, uh, yeah, Mr. T came in saying, thanks for answering my question, Adam. I'm not saying I'm ready for my 10 yet at all. I just mean get ready by doing tons of internal work, Vipassana meditation. Yeah, that's all good shit. I'd recommend all those things. And he says, thank you. Uh, Al Aravello says, hi, bro, you look good. Shout out from the Philippines. Much appreciated, my man. Thank you very much. Carnivore diet is doing wonders, such and the Brazilian jiu-jitsu and just life. <laughs> just enjoy it for life. Um, culture hours, of course. Video coming up next week. Two years. How to the secret to two years of daily culture hours coming up in two in next week. Uh, and then Scott Bridge had another question, but it's much too deep because uh, I really got to get out here. Another guy came in. MD came in saying how to overcome long term relationship breakups when you still love her. I've got a whole podcast on that. Um, check that out on the BDP podcast playlist. Just type in breakups. You'll get that on the channel. Sal says, thanks for answering my question. You talk presence. How does one work on being present during an interaction? Uh, the, how, you, how you are present in your everyday life is how you are present in your big moments, small moments to big moments. So, and so what I would do is I would go to my channel and I would type into my channel uh, the guide to ultimate presence. Presence, ultimate, ultimate presence. There's a whole podcast on it. Check it out. And uh, yeah, that's a really good podcast on that. Schema says that's where I isolate always. Uh, Ramon came in saying, hey, from Brazil here, just to say thank you for what you're doing here. Your videos has really helped me. And that, Ramon, I am extremely grateful for. And it's a great high note to end this podcast on because I've gone three minutes over time and I really do need to get going because I've got people to work with. So, and yeah, Ramon, I don't think I've seen you in this chat. So good to see you up there in Brazil. And uh, yeah, thank you, my friends. If you are up in this live stream and you have not dropped a thumbs up on this video, please do so to help support the channel and support me. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Tap that bell so you get the notifications when these videos come out and the new videos coming forward. And this is the finale of season two of the social Q&As. We will be back at some time with season three, probably next week. Uh, but uh, yeah, we might we might try and uh, I might try and change the camera angle. I might try and change some shit. Maybe we'll do this. I don't know. But this is the first social Q&A that we did mail time, which one of you guys sent me a book, this The Art of Memory by Francis Yates. And, but there was no message. There was no message or no note. I think it's from Nicholas. But if you guys would like to send me mail, whether it's just a letter or some books or whatever, uh, photos of your journey or whatever, uh, just send them to the parcel locker address I've put in the description of this uh, social Q&A. You'll be able to get it there. And I do get, I get notifications on my phone when they get sent through. So I will not miss it. And if I get more mail, we'll do mail time more regularly. So my friends, I'm wishing you the best on your journey. As always, please go out there and fucking kill it. You guys are part of the minority that are actively seeking to change your lives. And I'm so grateful to have you here. So much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. I'd love to have you in the live sessions, actually. So if you can make it, generally speaking, most Fridays at 10 a.m. Australian Central Daylight Time, which is just Adelaide, South Australia, 
for the foreseeable future, you can join in on these live sessions and get your questions answered live. The best place to connect with me outside of these podcasts and outside of YouTube is on Instagram at uitang1, spelt O-O-I-T-A-N-G-1. Slide me any DMs there, personal context. You can also shoot me an email at boldoja.com, which is, of course, what this podcast is brought to you by. If you guys would like to pick up my ebook, Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game, book one-on-one Skype coaching, or go for that deeper level, Day Game Foundations Bootcamp, all available to you by boldoja.com. And finally, if you would like to send a little something back and just support this channel, support this podcast and everything that I'm doing here, you can do so by donating through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, or also directly through boldojo.com In the Boldojo podcast section, there's a donate link right at the top there. Anything that you guys do send, it goes straight back to this channel and everything I'm doing. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And this, my friends, is where I shall leave you. Until next time. On Dragon Ball. No, not on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Wishing you the best of your lives. Much peace and much joy. <laughs>